This is Niamh Bushnell from Tech Ireland, and I am here today with Brendan Casey, who is our advisor from Louth, from the mill in Drogheda, in Louth specifically. Brendan, thank you so much for being with us for Innovation Nation 2019 today. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be doing this. This is the second year I think we've been working together on the book, right? It is indeed, and uh, I can see a, a, a nice mixture of some of the companies that were on it last year and a couple of new companies as well, so it's great to see some progress and uh, there's a great list of cloud companies on the website as well, so it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great to, to put, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, the Tech Ireland can really show in very kind of black and white terms who all the companies are in a town, in a in a village, in a region, uh, in a county, so that people can really understand what's going on there innovation-wise. Uh, I think in Louth, in fairness, because there's two large towns there, right, Drogheda and Dundalk, um, that you're very well placed. I mean, how far from Dublin Airport are you there? So Dublin is about 25 minutes from Dublin, uh, from Dublin Airport and Dundalk would really be about just under 40 minutes on the motorway, so very close access to the airport, which is a, a big selling point and I think it's something that uh, there's been a move, I suppose, within Loud, uh, away from, I suppose, identifying as the northeast and really, I suppose, with the new housing and everything else, becoming a, effectively a suburb of Dublin at this stage. Um, and I think we'll speak about later on about commuting, etc. But people realise the, the motorway is probably one of the best motorways in Ireland and that quick access to Dublin and on the other side to Belfast is a massive selling point as you're setting up a scale in a business here. If you need to internationalise and get into the airports on, in Dublin or Belfast, it's a great advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are many a county and a town uh, that would wish to have the likes. Uh, and as you say, we will come back to that. So, so let's talk about companies uh, who did big things in 2018 coming out of Louth. Tell us some of your, your headline companies for the book. Yeah, well, I suppose I'm going to be a little bit parochial in the first instance and use one of the companies from the Mail Enterprise Hub, um, Nebula Innovations, which is it's a good example of a company that started as a hot desk here at the Mill. So obviously Colin Guilfoyle is the founder, um, started by himself about three or four years ago at this stage. Very much a service sector, web development, some games development, but in the last year he's really developed um, a number of products that can scale up. So in particular, his two uh, new projects, uh, Instant BSI, which is a aviation maintenance software, which was launched last week in Dublin at the aviation conference there. And that's something that can be scaled up and targeting aviation leasing companies right around the world, aviation companies right around the world. Great. Um, and he's expanded into an office here. He's got about uh, five or six people working here on the project, also on a DigiPool project as well. So it's 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 um you know, he's been able to tap into the support of the mill and into the support of other agencies in the region um, and grow that and recognise that you know, there was only so much he could do from the services side of things that he really needed to get some products that were scalable uh, if he wanted to truly grow and internationalise. Yeah, and and we've talked about this a lot before, you and I. It's, it's seeing companies take that move and take that leap, which is such a massive leap in everything from business model to risk-taking to the talent needed, et cetera, et cetera, to move from service to product. It's uh, 
it's it's huge. A, it, was a, it was a big step, Niamh, and I think um, part of it is obviously you have to try to manage your cash flow, you know, as, as you're working on product development, uh, you know, the normal day-to-day um, cash flow activity will take a hit, so managing that, so I know Colin brought in some partners, some investment partners on that as well, but um, you, you can't take your eye off the ball, I suppose, of the day-to-day activity uh, while planning planning the new products. So it's a it's a difficult balance to get right. Absolutely. Um, but I think he's done it in this instance, and uh, we think the uh, instant BSI, the new aviation software, is going to be a great success story. Uh, there's a massive uh, aviation cluster in Ireland, um, and uh, it's another example of a, a good um, aviation targeted. Uh, product. Yeah. Uh, we, al- we also had a- another company in Loud as well called Armac Systems that had an inventory management system um, for the aviation sector and that was bought out by uh, SR Technics, an international company a couple of years ago. So there is a, a track record of starting up with new product, uh, internationalizing it and in Armac Systems Armac Systems case, I suppose they did um, partner with a larger company, uh, but it's still managed locally. So uh, there's, there's a great opportunity. So uh, as I said, 25 minutes in the airport. It's not it's not enough to build up an aviation sector, but it, it certainly helps. Yeah, well, and the aviation sector, as you say, is 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 well has deep roots in Ireland. Now, now I hear that two of the companies that you have um, nominated as headline companies this year were also in. Uh, the Innovation Nation book last year. So defend yourself, Brendan. <laughs> well, in, in, in both cases, I think they've done a lot in the last uh, year, the last 12 months. Um, the two companies I picked were Gecko Governance and Novalia. Uh, Gecko Governance will be very familiar with them. Uh, both companies, coincidentally, uh, based in Dundalk. Both companies grew out of the Regional Development Centre in Dundalk IT, so it's a great example of uh, incubating companies in partnership with an academic institute. Um, Very good. And it's great kudos for the Regional Development Centre up there and Aidan Brown and his team there as well. Um, so Gecko, Gecko Governance involved in the uh, reg tech side of things, which is a grown, a massively grown sector in, within FinTech. But in particular, they're using blockchain uh, to develop their reg tech product. So about this time last year, they received one million in seed investment. Uh, they're talking about an initial coin offering of up to 20 million. They've really expanded internationally, taken on some very experienced international board members, um, and you can really see them starting to scale up um, and focus on the US and Australian markets as well. So uh, it's a it's a it's a good example. I know we we said we might mightn't mention Brexit, but I, I think this is a good example of an opportunity from Brexit as well. Um, you know, and I think they've mentioned that themselves that uh, it feeds into the whole reg tech and security side of things. Yeah. Um, so I- it's a, it's a great example. And Shane Burton, you seem to have really done lo- loads of uh, interesting things and constantly developing uh, the products that they can offer. So. Yeah, I think it's it is it's inevitable, and 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 uh, you know we should mention Brexit for sure, and and you know you guys being relatively close to the border counties there, I think we'll come back to that in a little while as well in the in this interview. But um, yeah, my my yeah. highlight, which I think I shared with you uh, on Gecko Governance for the year, was uh, sharing a panel with Shane at an event here in Dublin uh, recently, and uh, he is the funniest 
most hilarious guy I have ever met. He's obviously super <laughs> smart. He's obviously a great CEO. Um, and he's obviously, you know, doing really, really innovative stuff. But he is hilarious. I mean, when I heard that he was spending more time in New York, the image that came into my head was, you know, daytime CEO, nighttime improv comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's much time for that matter. The only thing, that, but he, he, I know he's doing a lot of traveling and... Uh, you know, I think I think that personality comes across, and as I said, they really built up the team uh, in Ireland and uh, globally, and built up the board members. So I think uh, Shane has been able to use his personality and and the strength of the uh, product that they have there to get those international board members as well. Um, they're, they're involved obviously in the blockchain side of things, and I also mentioned Novalia. Um, yeah, which female also, founder company. Yes, Anita Finnegan, uh, really another great example. Uh, it's really uh, expanded in the last year. Um, they had uh, over two million in funding, in VC funding, um, in 2018. Uh, they applied for dis- the government. Uh, the Irish government had a disruption fund, and Novalia was successful in a 1.5 million application, uh, specifically to develop uh, a blockchain project uh, within. Um, the med tech sector that they are, that they operate in. So again, coincidentally, the both Dundalk IT uh, both sort of involved in blockchain. Um, Novalia, obviously, more so in the cybersecurity type of things, but the disruption fund uh, has a very strong blockchain element to it. Great. Um, so it's it's a great example of uh, two companies, I suppose. Uh, blockchain has been around for a couple of years at this stage, but uh, more than a couple of years. But I think we're really only starting to see how companies and startups can actually generate income from it and how they can grow from it and that it has become more acceptable. Uh, I suppose we'll see a lot more of that in the coming years as well. So um, yeah. both, both companies really at the forefront of that. So it's fantastic for them to have uh, that level of innovation in the region. It really is. And, and, and such good, you know, some such good role models in the personalities that lead the companies as well. I've seen Anita speak a couple of times and she's a seriously impressive lady. So um, it's great. You know, she's one of those female founders that you put up there when you when you're trying to inspire other women to uh, leave their jobs and set up companies. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, yes. Yeah, she's, yeah, no, she's, really, really strong success story. And I know, again, both, both, both of those companies were in Innovation Nation last year, but I think just the fact that they've had such strong growth and you can see them developing their products and uh, the ambition that they have, uh, it's still relatively early stage. They're both you know, only in existence a few years at this stage. So, um, you know, we've seen some fairly rapid growth, but I've no, I've no doubt that they're really going to expand uh, in the next couple of years as well. So, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, they both, they both absolutely have earned their spots. T- tell us who else is on your list. Yeah, so I, I sort of had one that wouldn't be as well known, uh, a company called Water Wipes. Even though you probably see the products on uh, your pharmacy uh, shelf, and that could be whether you're in the UK, Ireland, uh, US, because in fact they're in 35 different countries at this stage. And the, the reason I picked them is because they're a great example of, I suppose, developing an innovative product, uh, really patenting it, which is very important, and then expanding. So the story came really from a company that was based in Drogheda, is based in Drogheda, a company called Irish Breeze. And Edward McCluskey uh, is the CEO there. And at the time, he had a, a, a young child, and there was some, um, 
Essentially, it was some nappy rashes, which is not really something most normal parents. I'm a, I have four children, and you know, I I had the same issue, and a lot of parents have the same issues. But Absolutely. We, in general, we ignore it, uh, but he didn't ignore the problem, uh, which is a classic example of an entrepreneur. He said, "Well, how are we going to fix this?" And he came up with water wipes, which is a water-based wipe. Um, and I suppose the reason I wanted to put them in the list this year is because during 2018. They announced a 25 million distribution deal in China with JD.com, uh, which is it's massive. Very important, yeah, and it's, it's very important for Irish companies. Uh, you know, we're very strong in the UK and the US and uh, Australia, the English-speaking countries, but obviously China is such a massive potential, um, and we've seen a, a push towards it. Uh, so to actually have that 25 million distribution deal um, over the next few years and it tapped into China's needs. I mean, China has a very, there's very uh, strong, I suppose, healthcare issues and um, when it comes to um, premium products. So I think it's a it's a great example of a, a company identifying an opportunity and really developing it. And as I said, it's not just China; they're already in 35 different countries as it is. Uh, it's an offshoot of a company. So it's, it's just somebody picking up on an idea, picking yeah. up on a problem, finding a solution and really um, building a model around that. And there's a lot of uh, research going on there for other products as well. So, great. Uh, great and they have some strong patents, I believe, Brendan. What was that, Nude? They have some strong patents, I believe, as well. They do indeed, yeah. So uh, obviously, water wipes is um, you know that's a, a crucial element as they were expanding across 35 countries, but they're also developing a whole range of other projects there as well. So I think we'll see a lot of um, new products coming out from them in the next couple of years as well. So uh, and again, that sort of ties in with a fairly strong health med tech sector within the region as well, and that goes back into you know some of the some of the research. Um, taken place in Dundalk IT um, and um, we've seen a whole uh, quite a few few healthcare medtech companies established in the last couple of years. Great and talk to us about the ecosystem then around these Irish companies that has grown up I mean there's the M1 payments corridor that you're very much involved in spearheading and the mill is very much involved in spearheading. Tell us the story of the M1 Payments Corridor and why it came about and what it is. Yeah, so the M1 Payments Corridor came about about three or four years ago uh, before Tech Ireland. So we didn't didn't know all the payment-related companies in the region. And it goes back to when we started this conversation today, even though Loud is the smallest county, we still don't know all the companies out there to be blunt, even the likes of myself. Uh, so it's, it's great that Tech Ireland is there, but we didn't know all the payments related companies, but we knew there was a mini cluster. Uh, you know, the obvious one was like PayPal and Vesta Payments, and uh, within the mill, we had a US company called Yapstone uh, involved in the payment sector. And we sort of said, look, uh, does the there's the bones of an idea here to get these large payments firms to work with the other um, startups that might be in the payments or fintech sector or data analytics, whatever the case may be, blockchain. Uh, so we brought in other startups like Gecko Governance and AFIX Software, uh, this Cheetah Money, uh, in Navin we have PF, PFS and Ecom, uh, Intact Software and Dundalk. And it's really about sort of capitalizing on the 
existing strengths, you know, supporting companies to work with each other, uh, marketing it internationally. So we'd have IDA and Enterprise Ireland sitting on the board as well. Uh, it's about meeting the needs of industry. So, for example, Dundalk IT would sit on that steering group and uh, there were some needs in relation to blockchain training and data analytics training. And that in the past, that has been a problem for third-level institutes to respond quickly to industry. But they were able to get the M1 Payment Steering Group together very quickly, um, have the likes of Shane from Gecko Governance, you know, give his input and what, what his staff need, what sort of training, what training will they need down the line. So Dundalk IT created two new courses, one in blockchain technology and one in data analytics, and they're currently operating at the moment. And that will feed into, you know, developing smaller companies and the training needs of the larger companies here in the region. Yeah, um, at this stage for 2019, we have a lot of plans to develop it further up into Northern Ireland as well. So Belfast is a strong, strong I suppose, sector specialization in, in relation to cybersecurity and a growing reg tech sector as well. So we'll see more interaction, I think, right across uh, the M1 payments corridor from really from the IFSC right up to Belfast. Um, yeah. Belfast has a new fintech hub up there called Catalyst Cup in Donegal Square. Uh, so I think there's massive opportunity, uh, not just because of Brexit, but just um, when it comes to the regionalization side of things, we can show that, you know, large companies can get the staffing that they need here, but importantly from the mills perspective, startup fintech and payment startups can start up here, get support, tap into that network uh, and grow and scale from the region. So um, yeah, it's still, it's still a work in progress, but we've seen a, we've seen a lot of traction to date and a lot of goodwill uh, about it. So it's a, it's a very strong project for us in the region. That's great, Brendan. Um, and it's 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 great to hear that the M1 Payments Corridor, with those key players that are both Irish and multinational involved, are prompting you guys to take it further and stretch it, as you say, from the IFSC here in Dublin, which is a huge financial services centre, obviously, all the way into the north of Ireland. So that's really great. And um, tell us to finish off. Uh, you know, you you've talked to me before about the importance of. Uh, Louth having its own kind of talent base and the challenge with, you know, the, the, the double-sided sword, I guess, with being so close to Dublin and commuting. G- give us that, um, the, the thoughts and the kind of the efforts that are behind that um, to conclude this um, this interview here. I think people would be very interested in knowing about that. Yeah, so Louth is sort of well-known as the smallest county in Ireland, but <laughs> whether it's coincidence or whether it's the geography and the M1 uh, motorway, but the two largest towns outside of the five cities would be Drogheda and Dundalk. So it's sort of a unique position of a, a very small county with the two largest towns. Uh, so for us, it's important that we can cooperate as much as possible, and that's where the likes of the M1 payments corridor comes into it. Um, but equally, uh, we have our own, I won't call them problems, but there's uh, issues we have to address here. So because of the easy access to Dublin, it is a little bit of a double-edged sword. It's it's very easy for the, I suppose, 
the most skilled personnel in the region to commute up to Dublin. Uh, right. You know, I mentioned with 25 minutes to the airport. It's a it's a it's a harder commute up to the city centre or uh, South Dublin, but uh, we're seeing some of the highest commuter rates would be within Drogheda Dundalk, uh, even across to Navan those regions, and the other commuter counties like Mead, Kildare, Wicklow would have the same issue. So. We were very happy to see in the government's 2040 action plan that Druhud and Dundalk are both identified as regional growth centres. And that sort of says, look, we're going to push these two towns. I think there's only four regional growth centres in Ireland. So it, it tapped into the government's need uh, to develop in the northeast and to develop the whole Dublin to Belfast corridor. But again, from our perspective, or from the mill's perspective, and from an outer perspective, we want to address the commuter issue. Um, so. We yeah. sort of see 2019 as a crucial year to target commuters, uh, the guys, the skilled senior managers that might be working in an international company uh, that could set up and scale. And, you know, we mentioned Overlea, we mentioned Gecko Governance, etc. So we want to be able to use those examples and say, look, you can start up here, you can scale from here. Uh, we want to be able to highlight all the resources that are in the region. So whether that's uh, the Mail Enterprise Hub, or whether it's Dundalk IT, or whether it's other networks, or Refreshpoint, or Plato, whatever the case may be, if you do set up a business here, uh, you, you will have the support. And I suppose commuters are sort of a unique proposition, uh, because a lot of them may not have the business contacts in the region, they could have been commuting up to Dublin for the last 10 or 12, 20 years. So we, we want to you know, develop a program that would sort of work around their needs and highlight uh, the resources and, uh, you know, there might be extra support the weekend initially or in the evening time so that's not to clash with their uh, commute. Um, we want to partner with the likes of Mead and Kildare and Wicklow because they have the exact same issue of high commuters. Uh, we're not competing with them. We have a more collective uh, bang if we can actually promote it together. If somebody's, you know, living in Navan or living in Wicklow, they're not going to set up in Loud. They're going to go back in and hopefully set up in those locations. Uh, they all have great new enterprise hubs as well. Uh, there's a new one being developed in NACE as well, the Mideast Innovation Centre. Uh, so we want to be able to shout, look, you can actually set up here uh, and we want to see more commuters. Uh, sort of, a, you know, stop, stop the trend and, and build a more self-sustainable regional economy as well. Yeah. It's a crucial element in 2019 for us, and, and and that's that's no small task. You're going to be a busy man uh, during the year, not only running the the mill, the the enterprise centre there in Drada, but um, getting that attention, that collaboration across the different towns, and and like you say, you know, prompting commuters to think again and to look at not only commuters, obviously the multinationals looking at Ireland, the indigenous Irish companies looking at quality places to live with great talent, and the commuters to say, hey, there's there's great jobs here at home. So, Brendan, thank you so much for 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 doing this and uh, and for being uh, our 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 trusty advisor for two years in a row for for Tech Ireland and uh, and for Innovation Nation twenty nineteen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of a series Tech Ireland has developed to accompany the launch of Innovation Nation twenty nineteen, our coffee table book and go to guide to innovation in Ireland. To listen to other great discussions from this series about innovation-driven cities in Ireland and world-class companies here, go to the content section of techireland.org and select podcasts. You can also purchase a copy of the Innovation Nation book from our website under the heading 2019 in the main menu of techireland.org. Thank you.